It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL with Ryan Horvath and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. Happy Monday, everybody, because you get to listen to this beautiful voice, Cody Decker, former professional baseball player turned professional smartass, with my good best friend in the history of the world, Ryan Horvat. It is BetMGM MLB Pod, powered by BetQL. We are here to talk about everything baseball, everything lines, props, futures, you name it, we got it for you, and we are the utmost, most important people in the history of baseball to listen to when it comes to this uh, type of uh, service, is what I like to call it. I think that, I think what we provide, Ryan Horvat, is a service. How you doing, man? Yeah, I think so too, man. I saw you had a nice little weekend on your home run props. What did you go? Three for four, which is absolutely ridiculous. That's like picking three out of four golf outrights right there with some of these prices. Yeah, no big deal. That's like, that's straight up like picking exactly three spots out of four of locations that will be hit by lightning. I am that good right now. Well, here's the fact. Like I've mentioned before, home run props, very lofty. But they're fun. At the end of the day, home run props are probably the most fun prop to play because one, they play out, they pay out huge. Two, dude, home runs are everyone's favorite thing. They're my favorite thing. That's what I was known for. And if I can, if I can actually Nostradamus a home run prop together and get paid out three or four to one on top of it, there is you don't know joy until you hit a Cody Bellinger prop when he's hitting two hundred. Uh, especially when you're sitting there watching the game live. Yeah, I had a good day, weekend with my home run props. Three of four, I had Cody Bellinger on Thursday. Friday, I went with Josh Donaldson. Saturday, yeah. Jordan Alvarez, the only one that didn't homer. Funny enough, the one that I thought most likely was going to homer of my four picks. And then on yeah. Sunday, Jock Peterson, man. Jock loves playing in front of the lights, dude, every single time. Yeah, I loved that pick. I actually hit a home run prop. The first one in a while, I went to my first game of the season yesterday. I went to uh, watch Verlander throw against the Nationals, and my son lasted a whole whopping six innings. But I played an Altuve home run prop and uh, stayed for six innings, came home for the basketball games. My son had had enough. Verlander only lasted five innings. Did strike out five, but he threw 107 pitches or something like that through five innings. Astros win 8 nothing. They look ridiculous. They win another series. But uh, I put an El Tuve home run prop. Didn't happen until I left the ballpark. I want to say in the uh, top of the ninth hit a solo shot. So I hit a home run prop yesterday and attended my first game of the season. Weather wasn't great, but uh, a good time over at Nationals Park seeing probably the eventual World Series champion. Houston Astros. Slow down. Slow down. Come they on. Look good. They do look good, but come on. Can we really give them 10 games early in May and go like World Series champs? We we know there's some teams in the AL that aren't quite right yet. And also there's some teams right now that are so right in the uh, AL that I do think that it, I do think we're lulling people into false sense of security. I'm looking at you, everyone in the Bronx. Uh, I, I do not trust this 
at all. Really? This, this juggernaut that's taking place in the Bronx. It's not that they're not capable. They've always been capable. The problem is what happens when one bad week comes and everybody turns on them? What happens when that one bad week turns into two weeks? What happens when John Carlo goes from a weekend where he hits 17 home runs against the White Sox and then comes back the next day and goes 0 for 5 with 5Ks and then he's going to miss two weeks because his oblique is bothering him? Like, I I know how this song goes. I've, I've heard Freebird before. We are about to listen to Freebird again. This is nothing new. Well, I don't get why it, it, it's just a spoke on the wheel, man. The wheel turns, nothing changes. This is, I'm waiting for it to happen, and I know it's going to because it always does. And it, it, it's just around the corner. The Yankees somehow are going to falter. They're going to be a playoff team. Yeah. But they will falter a little, and everyone in the Bronx is going to act as though they're the worst team in the world. And it's going to drive me insane. Yeah, I mean, it's going to come. Uh, Garrett Cole have probably a rough outing, and then everybody, you know, I mean, we've already seen that. The start of the season, he had one bad start. People were freaking out, and since then, he's been lights out. What did they score, 32 runs? I wanted to ask you about that a little bit. Once again, a little nervous with the Chicago White Sox. Played them to win the AL Central. They were minus 200, uh, which is usually not chalk that I would play, but in that division, thought it was the easiest bet you could possibly make, but the Twins aren't going away. Should I be... All right, so should I be more impressed that the Yankees put up 32 runs this weekend against Chicago, or should I be just nervous about what we're seeing from the White Sox? Because Kopech went yesterday. I mean, the rotation, I, I'm just all around concerned about the White Sox, and I'm pretty impressed with the Yankees, man. I mean, offensively, they're ridiculous right now. I think it's both, but I will say I'm more impressed with the Yankees as of late than I am disappointed in the White I mean, the White Sox, yes, they've been a disappointment thus far, but it's very early in the season. They're hovering around 500. They're in a division that's not very good. I, I think the White Sox genuinely should be fine. Uh, the Yankees, obviously, are going to be fine as well. They're a team that is just, right now, just storming through teams like it's nothing. Um, yeah. And I do think that's going to come to an end at some point when one guy gets hurt. Um, and I, it could be anybody, by the way. I, I picked Giancarlo at random. DJ LeMayhew goes down. I feel like this team is going to crumble. Don't you dare. I don't want him to go down. I don't want any of these guys to go down. I want to stress that enough. I love DJ. I love DJ LeMayhew. I can't get enough of watching Aaron Judge. Giancarlo Stanton is my boy. I love this team. I, it's just we know that they get hurt. And, yeah, the White Sox, there are massive concerns. Um, their starting rotation is a big concern. Like, I did love what I saw at Dallas Keuchel the other day. So, like, there are yeah. – there are some bright spots in this White Sox team um, within the ugliness that's been taking place lately. They, they've also been a team that's run into a couple of buzz saws. And also keep in mind, they did just win seven in a row before walking into the Yankees. So this team is playing fine. Yeah, and they were starting to actually hit righties. you know. Um, and also, we see today, you know, as I check the reports, Lance Lynn getting a little bit closer to facing live hitters. I mean, they need Lance Lynn back, right? They do. Um, and it's looking I, like I, early June, maybe mid-June. I'll take that. I'll Me take too. that. Really quick, going back with the Yankees, um, I'm almost like rooting for them too because I love Anthony Rizzo so much, and then I have to remind myself this is the Yankees. You do not like the Yankees. But do you think the pitching is sustainable? Because like we saw it again the other night, Cortez Jr. goes eight innings, seven strikeouts, gives up just one earned run against that Chicago lineup, throws 99 pitches, 
is the pitching sustainable other than Garrett Cole? Or do you think maybe they have to make a deal? Because that's what I've been most impressed with, man, has been their starting rotation. Their starting actually. rotation has been great. And uh, yeah. and it's not just been Cole, obviously, like you mentioned, Nestor Cortez Jr. has been amazing. Uh, Montgomery's been doing a pretty good job. I mean, they, they've gotten some guys. They've been doing some good work. I think Tyone's a pretty good pitcher, too, by the way. Um, I think this team absolutely can do it. It's just a matter of health. Can this team maintain their health? I, I until I see it, I, I can't. Be, I can't say yes, because uh, I've never seen this team remain healthy throughout an entire season. So we'll see. We'll see how this uh, season continues. Looking out throughout the rest of the league, we had some chaos this weekend. Uh, the Reds. Hey man, things are looking up. Things are looking up. You can currently get them uh, to win their division at. Uh, 500 to 1, which was a ticket I didn't know even existed. Hey, you want to know something even more impressive? I found a ticket for the Orioles to win their division at 1,000 to 1. Listen, they're not going to do it, but I might as well put a dollar down. <laughs> 14 and 20, baby. They haven't lost a series this year, the Orioles. Oh, and on top of that, man, uh, the Reds, though, as I digress back to the initial point, the Reds, a team that is just so bad that they can throw a no-hitter and still lose. I've actually been to a baseball game where this happened. I went to a Dodgers-Angels game when I was in college, I believe, where, um, what, 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 why am I forgetting his name? What was the pitcher who played at Long Beach State? He was an angel forever. Right-handed. Jared, Jared Weaver. Jared Weaver threw a no eight-inning no-hitter. No, I, yeah, a full eight-inning of no-hit baseball. Yeah. He ended up getting the loss, one nothing, because of a walk, manufactured sack fly run in the third. I remember that. Yep, and he didn't even get the he didn't even get a chance to face the Dodgers in the ninth. He no hit them and lost. Yeah, brutal, yeah. brutal. Dude, how does this happen? And I mean, you got to feel for I mean for for Green. I mean, 118 pitches he lasts. He's so damn young. Goes seven and one third. You know, yesterday. 9Ks, gives up an earned run. Like, he's the one bright spot because I tried to watch some Reds this weekend because the joke is they're my favorite team in baseball because you just fade them every single day and you come out on the winning end. The problem is they started winning some games, but only, I mean, they took a couple. They won a series against the Brewers last week. They took a couple from the Pirates. But, man, look at this lineup. I mean, this, I, with all due respect, like, I like Tommy Pham. I, I, I like Mike Moustakis, but, like, I don't know who half of these guys are. And... Joey Votto hasn't been healthy in the lineup, and even when he's been out there, he's been terrible. This is an awful team. I saw their adjusted win total, I want to say, was like 59. At what point, like how many games realistically do you think they win this year? I would go, I think at most they win 57 games, this Reds team. They threw a no-hitter and lost. Um, I'm going to take the under on 50. Really? On 50? On 50. I, re I legitimately am going to take the under on this. I don't think this team's going to get to 50 games. Mathematically, I mean, I don't know how they're going to do it. This team, I, this team, how many series does this team need to win to get to 50 games? I understand that it's only been about 35 games and there is 130 to go. But based on what I've seen, I can't see this team winning one of every three games. I just I will can't. Say, I will say this, though, in that division, right? They're going to see the Pirates so many times, right? And then they're going to see the Cubs. And as bad as the Cubs are right now, 
I don't think they're getting any better this year. I think that the Chicago Cubs are only going to get worse. I think they'll probably look to move on from Contreras. He's going to be 30 years old, and he's a catcher. I think Hendricks might get moved. We'll see. So I, not, think, you're, you know, I think you're right, by the way. I think I do think you're right. I do not think the Cubs are going to get better. I think they are going to get worse. They are going to move those pieces because these all those two pieces you mentioned are good trade pieces, are real good trade pieces. Hendricks could help out a team right now. Like there's there's a lot of teams that could use Hendricks. Contreras absolutely could be used um, right yeah. now. In fact, there are there are teams right like McCann just went down for the uh, Mets. The Mets yep. could absolutely use Contreras as we speak. Dude, the Mets, and then, you know, I was talking about this in Milwaukee, and I know that the, I don't know if the Cubs and the Brewers are going to do a, do a swap when they're in the same division, but then again, man, like the Cubs, you're not winning anything for probably the next decade, so what does it matter? They made a deal with, with the White Sox last year in the Craig Kimbrell trade. You know who could use another bat in their lineup is the Milwaukee Brewers. I mean, they hate Contreras there every time. They beat them. They almost got in a fight. They did get in a fight already this season. Yeah. The uh, dugouts cleared, but man, they could use them. There's plenty of teams that could use another bat and another catcher. Unquestionably. With postseason experience, too. By the way, you want another team that just won't seem to stop that we kind of faded to start the year? The St. Louis Cardinals. Taking it to the San San Francisco Giants? We didn't see that. I mean, and they they took it to the Giants. The Giants are, are not a slouch team in the best division in Major League Baseball. And the Cardinals... The Cardinals made them made quick and easy work of them. Hell, they had a ten run lead at one point yesterday. It was uh, the Cardinals. They're no joke, man. That they're they're going. They're looking to go to a play, get a playoff spot and do some damage. And I, I don't know. I, I I know it's early to say this, and I know everybody loves the Brewers, but I'm starting to think the Cardinals might be the best team in the NL Central. Completely agree. That's why I said that the Brewers should look at maybe acquiring another bat because they don't need the pitching, man, especially with Eric Lauer. Like, Eric Lauer looks like a Cy Young candidate right now. Not worried about their bullpen with Hayter closing out games. I think Devin Williams will be just fine. But I would be really, really nervous about the St. Louis Cardinals because they have the pitching. They're going to get Jack Flaherty back. Look at what this lineup is doing right now. Look at Sunday Night Baseball. They scored 15 runs. They beat the Giants last night 15-6. to Not a good night to play the under. I did play Rodon's strikeout prop. He only lasted three and two-thirds, and he still hit the over on his Ks, man. He had eight Ks. Three, um, or no, he gave up eight earned runs. I'm sorry, he did not. He went under on that. I'm looking at my bet slip right now. I thought he had eight strikeouts last night. I tuned out. He had three strikeouts. I did not hit that. That sucks. Uh, gave up eight earned runs. Lasted three and two-thirds through 70 pitches, but got absolutely shelled. Yeah, the Cardinals, I'm with you. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked. And you're getting, what, two-to-one odds still on them to win the Central? Don't hate that bet at all. Not at all. I really, I really, really don't. And on top of that, yeah, I mean, yeah, they hit Rodon. And by the way, you want all those strikeout props that didn't hit this weekend. Walker Bueller got hit around, didn't look like himself. I was there live for that ball game. I was disappointed, though, because it was a Clayton Kershaw start, and I was so excited so excited to see Clayton Kershaw live because I was sitting right behind my home, ba- home plate with a with all the scouts. In fact, I was sitting with some scouts, and you know, I'm going to say something that's going to blow your mind. You know, of the eight scouts I was sitting with that we were all chatting about, and these were high end scouts, not not like young amateur scouts. These are major league pro scouts that have been around for a very long time. Every single one of them agreed that the best breaking ball they have seen thus far was from a pitcher in that game, and it's not the pitcher you think. The best breaking ball he thought in baseball, all eight of them, they thought the left-handed, especially left-on-left, Brad Hand's breaking ball, especially when he was throwing it for a strike, they said that right there 
how he's throwing that with his ver that much horizontal break today. Right now, Brad Hand's breaking ball is the best breaking ball in Major League Baseball over there in Philly. Really? He they loved it. They don't like his com command as much, but his breaking ball, dude, the, and being right behind home plate watching it. Like, I haven't seen him throw. I haven't faced Brad Hand in a while. I haven't, like, actually yeah. had a chance to see his uh, movement. Brad Hand, one, is funky. And then when you see the break on his on his actual slider, it's it's devastating. I can see it being a little easier for a righty. You can t possibly break into a righty. But for a lefty, I watched Max Muncy miss a pitch by about 10 feet. It was just like, man, that is an unhittable pitch. Dude, and it's, I mean, and that's why I love, like, social media, like, Pitch Ninja. Like, I like watching all these different, I mean, yesterday, even, just watching Verlander in person, we had pretty good seats. It's just, I mean, it's it's worth the, it's worth the price right there of admission. I'm rattled right now. I can't believe I lost that strikeout prop, and I'm just finding out here as we record at 1130 a.m., man. Um, how nervous are you with the Kershaw injury? Because it's nothing with his arm. Like you said, you were going to the game the other night. You were going to get to see him in person. And uh, he gets scratched. Now he goes on the 15-day IL. Any concerns right there, just especially the way that he's performing, and he's 34 years old? Concerns about the age and basically, like like you said, the way he's been performing. If we lose out on this performance right now, if he comes back and he's 70% of this, that sucks because we were starting to get MVP Clayton yeah. Kershaw back. Um, but, no, I'm not going to be concerned until I actually see what Clayton Kershaw we get back. Again, you, like you said, it was not an arm injury. Uh, the scratch was kind of late. They did it the morning of. Yeah, you know the lines were set actually, and he was he was ready to pitch. Um, so he even said it's nothing to be concerned about. Um, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt until I see otherwise. Yeah, same here. All right, guys. Well, we're gonna take a quick little break. We come back. We got to start taking you down all of these bets. We're gonna start, of course, with the American League right here on BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. <laughs> 